the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Pretty dramatic day yesterday. It was bad, it was very bad, and then it was good. That's kind of random and not exactly how you want Wall Street to work. Um, I literally penned something that said, this looks bad. And then I penned something that, like, I'm turning off the computer. And then my TV station said, hey, can you come on the 5 o'clock news and tell us what happened? And I'm like, okay, sure. And I looked, and I was like, whoa, it turned good. Very odd day. Apple powered back from a 3.5% decline to a 3% gain for the world's biggest company. That's weird. It's too much of a move. It's too dramatic. Uh, put the emphasis on drama. Um, the SP 500 down 1.2% on Monday. Marked a 10% decline from its 10% uh, 10% decline from its high on September 2. So we hit a high on September 2. Then you take a look at the calendar, and you can see 20 days later, it's down 10% from that all-time high. Huh. So that's the definition of a correction. It's not the definition of a bear market. A bear market would be another 10%. And what probably happened, and I don't like talking about this because it really makes my industry look kind of, I almost want to say sick, was that a computer went off and said, oh, S&P 500's down 10%, let's buy. As if the analyst who programmed the algorithm punched in 10% exactly, because that's what happened. So, and then Apple took over and took us back up. Algorithms are useful, but I don't think they're the end-all, be-all of investments. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I try not to push you to online trading. Amazon.com is helping to drive the early separation Today, it's up 1.8% after being upgraded to outperform from market perform at Bernstein. $3,400 price target put on the stock. Look, Amazon's been weak lately. This is about as good as weak as you're going to get. As good of a pullback as it typically has. Tesla's got Tesla battery day today. Trading a little bit lower as Elon Musk came out and said, "Yeah, you probably don't need to get too excited. I've heard some crazy stuff. We'll talk about that today. In fact, one of the things that's being passed around is that perhaps Elon Musk will give away the IP, the intellectual property that drives the, um, the battery technology. Remember, he did that with a Hyperloop. He came up with this concept of, let's dig a tunnel. And let's put people in tubes, and like the vacuum tubes that you see in the old buildings in New York when uh, mail, mail delivery rooms and some offices. I always wondered, like, where where that thing was going. You would put it in, and you're like, bye, I think. Um, but that Hyperloop technology, it, it should have been put in place. At one point in time, they were talking about putting it in place outside of the Dodger Stadium to help with the parking, to, like, shuttle people away from the game at rapid speed. 
I don't think that got completed, but I think it is a project. Um, with that said, I think the perfect place for that Hyperloop technology would be Vegas, don't you? <laughs> you get off the airport, you get in that little thing, and boop, you take a cool little ride to your uh, airport, your hotel. Or another way of putting that, if I may, is um, how about L.A. to Vegas? I'd, I'd, I'd do that, kind of, sort of. You get the idea. Um, so let's keep pushing forward. So Tesla battery day, amazon.com driving the markets. That's all nice. It's all nice. Um, fed chair Powell and treasury secretary Mnuchin are expected to press the case for more fiscal stimulus in their cares act testimony today before the house financial services committee. Uh, one of the top stories that I'm working on I'm working on three today, a double dip recession, likely if no new stimulus, I want to get it out there that this is going to be a big issue. And you should watch for it. Number two big story is that groceries are the fastest growing segment in e-commerce right now. Um, I've basically shifted to grocery delivery. We'll talk about this. And at one point in time, I was like, well, I know the person who's going to be picking out my avocado doesn't know how to pick out the avocados that I want, that my mother taught me to pick out. So online ordering was kind of stuffy and it didn't really work at first. But it just takes a pandemic for everyone to get used to it. A 1% shift in online from going to the grocery store to going online creates a $9 billion business. So the U.S. grocery business is $900 billion. Amazon is in the right place. Walmart is in the right place. Target is in the right place. Companies like Kroger could benefit, but Instacart, and um, some of the other companies in the business look for them to go public um, as it is a flip cart. Um, online groceries can be a big story. And my third and final story today is Coke is rising on the idea of hard seltzer. Now, again, that's sounds almost kind of funny. It sounds like almost like I'm, you know, are you talking about the claw? I'm kind of talking about the claw. So, thank you. Um, hard seltzer seems to be the official drink of summer of 2019. That's when I first ran into it. I was like, what's that? And someone put a claw in my hand and said, try it. Uh, there's two big companies that are really benefiting from it right now. Claw. Uh, not publicly traded, privately held, and Boston Beer, who has a program called Truly. Uh, did I say program? I meant to say product. But hard seltzer was the official drink of the summer of 2019. Coca-Cola has had a difficult year. Uh, one of the things that they're talking about doing is opening up a new category and going after hard seltzer. So um, this isn't totally new. That Coke goes into areas like energy drinks and alcohol. It had a wine business in the 1980s that I've completely forgotten about, and it sold beverages with alcohol content in Japan. Company said earlier this summer that they were going to introduce a Topo Chico hard seltzer in Latin America, but now because they need something, and because it's such a successful product, they're coming out with something in the U.S. Um, this time next year is expected. And again, it shows you that old dogs can learn new tricks, sort of, maybe, kind of. 
I wouldn't put a lot of weight into this and go out and buy the stock, but I, I think it's interesting enough. So those are the top stories of the day. The not quite web van time period of online groceries for real 20 years later. The U.S. is looking at a recession if we don't do something soon as far as stimulus goes. And I could believe that. Um, you take a look around and you see that not all businesses are back. You know, this economy is at a crossroads. Lawmakers remain deadlocked over measure to provide another round of $1,200 checks. Um, most saw the money they received from the Congress $2.2 trillion CARES Act run dry over the summer. So I feel this is a bad time for Congress to be playing games with the president. Um, if you get what I'm putting down, because it's 90 days till Christmas or something like that. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Millennials have had a tough run of it, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Uh, they got the big, uh, uh, the Great Recession, 2008, 2010. Then 10 years later, they're getting the pandemic. Uh, every time that the economy starts to work for them, it becomes unglued for them. And had you just come out of college in 2010, you're like, what the heck is going on? Right? God. The second. Um, I, I feel for them the most because they should be practicing life more so than living at home. With that said, there is no shame in living at home uh, from a financial perspective. No shame at all. With that said, <laughs> The Economist with one hand. On one hand, the economy looks great. On the other hand, or haven't got all the jobs back. Um, you do kind of want to see the millennials practice in adulting. Uh, because at a time when they should be getting their first job, their first suit, their first expensive car, some of them will lose in repossessions, their first apartment, the first bad roommates, the first girlfriend, the first uh, girlfriend they live with, that's life, and that's good practice. Um, a lot of people have me talk to their adult children when they're between the age of 18 and 25, and one of the things I say is, when you get a chance to get out, do. But while you're living at home, save as much freaking money as you can, because that's heaven. That's golden. Uh, if you live rent-free or cheap rent. Um, anyway, I don't want to go too much into that, but mom, dad, don't throw out the kids like this. And I do feel bad for the millennials. Uh, Tesla's battery day is Elon's must chance to fend off competition from GM's new uh, Ultium design. Ultium design. Uh, it really, the automaker is going to look back in history and go, why didn't we ramp this up sooner? CEO Elon Musk and his team could have some surprises in store today, but the new car factories operating plant are under construction on three continents. The critical issue is battery supply. GM has been promoting its own competing technology since the beginning of 2020. Um, we need batteries that have better range, better performance. Cost on par with gas engines is what kept electric vehicles from being competitive for a century. Um, it could still hold them back at this point in time. I looked at doing a business lease on a new Tesla um, SUV. And I saw the maximum distance was just a little too short of the maximum distance that I would take it, so I would have to stop and charge. 
So if my maximum distance is 300 miles to the mountain and it goes 290, I'm like, ah. But then again, you don't really want to take it to the mountains because Tessas don't do terribly well in snow. But that's off topic. Um, It was a business lease kind of situation. I ultimately said no because it wasn't even 6,000 pounds. Batteries and battery management technology are the most important aspect of electric vehicles. The lack of batteries that could deliver performance range and cost is the issue. Tesla's partnered with Panasonic to mass-produce battery cells at the Nevada Gigafactory, which is pretty fascinating. If you go into Nevada and Reno, real estate agents, it's like they must have seats on the city council. Because, like, I just want you to know Tesla's going to expand the factory if you want to go buy by their uh, factory. And I'm like, that's okay. Thanks for telling me, though. I just got to go to the bathroom now. Roger that. So Tesla's partnered with Panasonic in Reno, and it's booming. A lot of companies have moved to Reno in large part because of its proximity to San Francisco and the cheaper cost. Amazon has a huge hub there. Where there are jobs, there are homes. Where there are homes, there are schools. Where there are schools, there's mothers who want to buy homes in that neighborhood. My baby needs a good education. Not that COVID stuff. Wow, a friend of mine yesterday pulled their kid out of distance learning and is doing homeschooling now. That's a commitment. And I was like, what's the curriculum? And she goes, we get to make it up. I'm like, so you really get to make it up? <laughs> I was like, I don't even I don't even understand that concept. But anyway, Tesla's battery day is gonna be a big issue today. General Motors uh, filling in a little bit more on Ultium battery technology. Had an event this spring. They said they plan to launch 22 electric vehicles by 2023. And it's got to deal with the suddenly embattled Nikola. Not Ricola. Nikola. Um, and they have a battery tech partner, too. And they're going to produce batteries in a factory in Ohio that they put together $2.3 billion to invest in. But Tesla's cylindrical cells, ultimate is a pouch design, and that's where I get bored. I, I want to stuff only what I need to stuff in my brain, and that's where I lose it. But yes, I will look at the notes today from Tesla, and I will have more information for you on that tomorrow, because you deserve that. It's part of my job here. Keep you infotained. 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. And the Elon Musk Battery Day, um, you could find details on how to watch it online if that's the thing you want to do. Uh, me, eh, I'll contact the company and get the notes. Uh, Nancy Pelosi slamming Facebook over Quanon. I don't even know how to say that. Q Anonymous posted misinformation. Uh, lots of talk right now about misinformation. Lots of talk about it. Trump campaign blew through $1 billion on 2020 election and is now in financial trouble. Eh, that's interesting, but isn't it sad that we're talking about every year elections get more and more record funding? Wow. It's really a true, it's truly a business if you think about it that way. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, it's getting to be time for Congress to get updates on the economy. 
So we're going to hear about that information coming out. I see Google's up, Amazon's up, Apple's leading the way, positive starts for stocks today, follow through buying after yesterday. Um, that's important. Um, on a day-to-day, it's good. But we're going to look at this on, a, you know, how did the month of September go? How did the, And so far, not well. And October has been known as the month of surprises. Just throwing that out there to you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Uh, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, beyond me, interesting stock. It's on terror again. Um, I bring that up for no other reason than there's there's some that we're getting back to some of the 2019 momentum stocks. Nike is going to report earnings today after the bell. I like to look at Nike. Um, I have some shoes. I'm a loyal consumer to Nike, and I used to have to go to Sports Authority or some sort of sports store. But what I've been doing recently is going straight to Nike. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Fierce debate on Uber and Lyft right now on are they employees of the company or are they independent contractors? As independent contractors, uh, the company owes a lot less in defined benefits and taxes and uh, legal issues, to be quite frank with you all. Um, this is a messy situation and just know that any stock that you ever own, know the worst case scenarios. If Uber and Lyft had to pay their employees full wages with full taxes and full benefits, um, over time, uh, set schedules, it would never work. At least that's what I'm saying. You know, <clears throat> I'm sure some other people are like, what do you mean? Of course it would work. Uh, you get the idea where I'm going. Anyhow, so the Labor Department's getting in on that debate. <clears throat> Excuse me. NVIDIA's down 10 bucks today, down 2%. The market started positive and went negative. And if you were to look at a short-term chart, they're pointing down. Um, we are in a correction. The S&P 500 yesterday went down 10% from its recent high. Bear market would be 20%. I would not be surprised to see a bear market. I'm still in the camp that we probably going into a double-dip recession or pretty darn close. Uh, remember, this time last year, we had a great economy. So we still have very high unemployment. The jobs that we recovered were the easiest to recover. The next set of jobs to recover are going to be the most difficult. I'm not trying to be a, a poo-poo kind of guy. I'm not trying to ruin everyone's fun. I'm just throwing it out there that there's a good chance we go into a double-dip recession. Congress has about two weeks to avert one. Um, after that, they're going to you know take a break, take the rest of uh, October off, and go back to their constituents and try to get reelected. <clears throat> That's part of what happens. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Walmart's up in the ante. Wow, did Walmart not just play it totally right? Hey, we'll be Microsoft's partner with TikTok. Hey, we'll be Oracle's partner with TikTok. Hey, we'll be TikTok's partner with TikTok. Something that doesn't really exist to them, good for them. 
But not only that, but today they announced that they're going to start testing the use of drones to deliver at-home COVID-19 testing kits. It's going to be uh, done in North Las Vegas. They're teaming up with Quest Diagnostics, DGX, to um, potentially pull this off. Their hope is the drone delivery self-collection kit launch will shape contactless testing capabilities on a larger scale in the future. It's kind of an interesting concept. I get it. Touchless drones. Um, the kits are going to be dropped in people's driveway, on the front sidewalk, in the backyard, wherever they can to avoid trees. Um, and then there's going to be a prepaid shipping label that you can put your, your Schwab your Schwab, your swab in the mail. <clears throat> There's going to be other drone trials in Fayetteville, North Carolina, in partnership with a company called Flytrex, and another one in Northwest Arkansas with a group called Zipline. I like that story. It's not the end-all, be-all to me, but I like that story, in large part because it's Walmart, a company that we don't necessarily think of as... Um, 21st century sophisticated. But they're getting there. And they do it through a funny way. They tend to buy a lot of companies and um, <clears throat> get their technology, get some of their staff, try to integrate it, and then it seems like almost as if they give up. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, negative short-term market, I kind of want to feel like I've hit that pretty well with you. General Motors and nine other big cap stocks worth taking a look at. I hate the idea of owning General Motors. So I would go into that article with a negative predisposition. In large part, I just don't like the labor structure at GM. I don't mind if uh, it was the 1980s and born in the USA is playing and we're waving flags and Ronald Reagan is the president. That was the time to own GM or to think about it long before Tesla was coming to the market. I've never owned GM. I don't want to own GM. It's just not on my list. Um, taking a look at stocks today, it's interesting because like Beyond Meat's doing well. 10-year treasury sits at 67 basis points, still a very big problem. I think Americans are starting to come up or uh, come to an understanding that we're not going to get stimulus, or maybe we will. In the past, you would always expect Congress to do the right thing, but is this time different? Is it that contentious between the president and Congress? It was pretty interesting yesterday when uh, the president's going, "Go ahead, impeach me. I don't care," <laughs> kind of thing. Whoa! I strangely get it. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, Tesla could give battery technology away for free. That's going to be a big story today, is the battery technology conference that Tesla is running. So whatever Tesla and Musk disclosed today, it's going to be today after the market closes. I believe it's going to be a Pacific time event. Um, if Tesla is able to approve a step change cost down in battery costs would it would happen we'll change our numbers tomorrow so if when tesla's building a car and we know the batteries cost six thousand dollars if he says well we've actually found a way to get the same or more for less 
every analyst will go to their spreadsheet and put in how many Model S's, how many Model X's, and minus that $5 or $10 or what have you. So there's a chance they're a mover tomorrow based on that news. Uh, but again, very, very speculative at this point in time. JetBlue, and for the record, I don't own Tesla. I talk about Tesla a lot because I think it's got a fascinating CEO and a great story. Um, I love the idea of solar-powered cars. JetBlue said that it plans to cut capacity more than in previously expected in the third quarter. The airlines aren't doing well. And for those of you who are like, hey, we don't need no stimulus, take a look at the airlines, take a look at the cruises, take a look at the hotels, take a look at restaurants. There's not a restaurant that I know of that's operating at full capacity. Um, again, I'm not in Arkansas, so I can't totally be definitive of that statement. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So JetBlue's cutting capacity. The airline expects daily cash operating losses to be lower by about $7-9 million a day as far as cutting routes. Uh, take a look at American Airlines, Delta, United, Southwest. Oh, let me give you the tickers in case you've never done this. Southwest is love, L-U-V. Delta is D-A-L. American is A-A-L. And United is U-A-L. So you can see the A-L at the end of those with their first initial as well. Um, I think you're going to see, they're called transport stocks. And in theory, transport stocks lead a stock market. Um, So if we see the stocks of planes, trains, or automobiles leading, Let's drop automobiles from this one because I think the gig economy has changed how many car units we sell per year. I used to come on the air and say, yeah, we have 17 million cars sold this year. That would be a darn good year. 17 and a half, a blowout. Uh, 16 and a half million cars sold. Yeah, it's a little on the weak side. Can't say that anymore. Uh, the gig economy changed that in the pandemic. Maybe it pushes us back into more car ownership. That's what the stats are saying at this point in time. AutoZone post upbeat earnings, but stock sliding. I've never been an AutoZone kind of guy. As an investor, I don't want to say that I have to be proud of my companies, but when I go into an AutoZone, it's usually because I need oil. It's usually because I need a filter. It's, it's like it's not. Uh, it's not a shopping experience that I translate into an investable last, uh, decision. But it, it, it's out there. COVID nineteen related costs were about eighty three million in the period. Auto's open, AutoZone opened 49 new stores in the United States, 11 in Mexico, 5 in Brazil. So you got an international plan. I like that. But it's never been my investment. And do you remember cars for uh, cash for clunkers? I believe that came in the Clinton administration. It was a stimulus plan. And uh, that hurt the advanced auto parts, the O'Reilly Automotives, and the AutoZones, the three big players who do auto repair, auto parts. Okay, okay. Picking up what I'm putting down. Um, What else do we have to hit today? Coke's going to do a hard seltzer in the United States coming out this time next year. Uh, New product. Dunkin' Donuts, when you think of them, they're donuts, but they're also coffee, and then they get grocery store coffee. Then they start doing breakfast sandwiches, and then they try to do, what can we get to get people in in the afternoon and the evenings? Dinner donuts? Donuts with chicken, donuts with uh, fajitas on them? No, 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 no. That's what I don't like about that name. Mm. Isn't that funny? Oh, no. They're just called Dunkin' Brands, but I think we all know of them as Dunkin' Donuts. 
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Jeff Bezos is going to open the first preschool as part of a $2 billion day one fund. He's going to be an interesting cat to see how he spends his money in his life. Um, it's, a, it's a Montessori-inspired preschool. He's launching the first location of his network of free. Free? First location will be based in Des Moines, Washington. Um, I know you're saying Des Moines, Iowa. No, Des Moines, there's a Washington version as well. Some city names are just, just killing me. You're killing me, I'm telling you. Schools are being launched by nonprofit organizations called Bezos Economy, which is overseen by Bezos Philanthropic Endeavor, the Day One Fund. I'm a little bit, how shall we say, nervous. Um, what sort of influence will he put into the schools? Will it be Amazon-themed? Will there be uh, learn how to be a Kindle reader? Learn to read with Kindle. Learn to drive uh, with an Amazon driver. Uh, we'll see. I'm being sarcastic there, but we'll see. Elon Musk sent an email to employees saying, uh, we're close. You know, uh, We're going to rally hard, record deliveries. We're close to a great quarter. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, sad but true news. The U.S. US coronavirus death toll tops 200,000. Um, the U.S., which accounts for 21% of all confirmed COVID-19 deaths around the world, uh, despite only having 4% of the world's population, uh, we are not very good at fighting pandemics. So, again, how skewed are the numbers with age? I'm not going there. I'm just going to tell you that it's clearly a real thing that people are leaving hospitals dead. Um, and I don't know if we have a grasp of it yet. I was reading a fascinating research report about horseshoe crabs and horseshoe crabs have blue blood. And for some reason they don't die of toxins. Like they're able, their blood is able to fight bad things. And the scientist was pretty cool. He's told a story about his dad and him walking on the shores of, I want to say New Jersey as a kid. And his dad would say, oh, look at this horseshoe crab got turned upside down. The wave turned him upside down. Son, if we don't turn him over, he's going to die. And I'm like, well, good, because they're evil-looking creatures. (laughs) But his dad taught him something sweet and lovely, like all dads should do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um... On occasion, we talk about areas like fracking. We're not talking about fracking anymore because the cost of oil is too cheap. I want to let you know that I'm not just doing a show on 5G, on Apple, of which one analyst came out yesterday and said, Apple doesn't have the right 5G. Like, Well, it was AT&T, actually. AT&T's CEO has ultimately, and I don't know why he would do this because it doesn't seem to be in his best interest. It's essentially taking a shot at Apple, um, saying that the 5G is not going to be all that in a bucket of chicken. It's going to need, to be quite honest, 6G. So he's already talking about that. Um, AT&T CEO Jeff McElfish. That's a, that's a name. Jeff McElfresh. It's got fresh in it. It's got elf and it's got McDonald's in it. I might change my name if that was my last name. But he says Apple plans to launch its 5G phones in October. Some users will want to upgrade to 5G wireless service, which will have home broadband-like speeds. So what he's really poo-pooing is the 5G speeds at home. He's not really saying the phone. 
phone will be a non-event. He's saying that we want to sell fiber into your house kind of event. And he says AT&T engineers are already working on 6G, which will likely build off progress made during the decade on connected machines and artificial intelligence. The good news about that is I got excited about 5G about 18 months ago, and I bought things like Qualcomm and Apple ahead of it. I owned Apple way before that. I got kind of excited. And in technology, sometimes there's a sell on the news that could very much so happen and be very real. Um, so we, we'll pay attention to that. And I, again, I find it kind of interesting that AT&T would let their CEO out and kind of bash a pretty critical partner to them. Yesterday, we saw Microsoft buying ZeniMax for Fallout and the Elder Scrolls games. Um, a couple years ago, back in 2014, Microsoft spent $2.5 billion on Minecraft, creator Mojang. And you got to say it was a big investment. It was a big win for them. So with the addition of Bethesda, Microsoft will grow from 15 to 23 different studios. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on Sony to respond or to continue to innovate. I still don't understand why no one's picked up Nintendo. I think they have a heck of a franchise. Um, peace out, Girl Scout. The founder and executive chairman of Nikola stepped down from the EV startup yesterday. Um, that is a stock I don't want anything to do with. Heavy scrutiny on whether or not they even have a real business or not. That is a civil war that I don't want anything to do with. Roku was a big winner yesterday. They hit an all-time high, as did Peloton. Good for both those stocks. Um, yesterday was a bad day. Today, taking a look at things, um, it, it, it's hanging in there. But it started with a modest recovery, and then it kind of fell apart. Yesterday started with a bad day, then it got worse, and then it got kind of good. Um, these moves are indicative of something bigger coming. The volatility is starting to pick up. Stocks are struggling for direction as the early advanced has faded. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Um, lots going on these days. Stay tuned. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com, and I'll try to get your email on tomorrow. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Tesla's getting hit quite hard today, down 5%. Apparently, people aren't excited about the battery day.